Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to Weddings Ish with Jove. This episode, our wedding planning tip, I talk all about email etiquette, how to chat with your wedding vendors over email. Our Real Housewives Roundup, we talk about the the first two episodes of the reunion of Beverly Hills, and we catch up on New York City, the season with Tinsley Mortimer, and I sit down with the super talented and sweet and fashionable Doan Lee, founder of AP Bio. Enjoy! Weddings-ish! This week's wedding planning tip, I wanted to talk all about email etiquette. Wedding planning in the 21st century is pretty much email-based. Of course, you have a couple of meetings here and there, catering, tasting, flower samples, rentals, final walkthrough of the venue, but the majority of your wedding planning will happen over email. If you look back on your planning process, be it three months, six months, eight months, a year and a half, two years, you'll probably have written hundreds, if not thousands of emails to all of your vendors and or your planner about all of your vendors. So I just want to take time to talk a little bit about that. I think sometimes it's so easy in the world of emails and having accessibility all the time from your phone and your computer to just sort of get right to the point, say exactly what you want to say and exactly what you want, and that's it. But in my experience, those emails aren't always the most pleasant to receive. People often say wedding planning can be so stressful and so annoying and so much hard work, but it doesn't have to be that way. If you respect and love and trust the people that you work with and you treat them with kindness over email and in person, then I promise you the result will be so much better. And this isn't at all a message of judgment for anyone who's ever emailed me. I just think in general, I hear from vendors all the time that they get some crazy-ass emails from people or really crazy demands or really crazy requests. And I just want people to take a step back. Yes, you're getting married. Yes, it's a super important part of your life. And realize that the people that you're working with are people too. And they're people with full-time jobs working on your wedding and other people's weddings. So they can't respond within five minutes or one hour if they're working multiple weddings in a year. And they likely can't take a meeting on a weekend or a late evening because they've already worked a 40 to 60 hour work week or they have a wedding. So it's just really about taking a pause and realizing the people that you're working with are doing this for passion, for joy, for love, and really... They want people who support that, who encourage that, and you know, collaborate with that, not just people who say, here, take my money, do my job, or else. <laughs> like, That's not really sort of the fun of it. It's a lot of work to be in this field and in this industry, but with that comes a lot of joy and happiness and happy moments. But there can also be some crazy, and I think that, you know, I just want to take a moment to say that when you craft an email, whether it's the very first email when you're reaching out to someone... Tell them why you're reaching out. Tell them what it is about their work that inspires you. Tell them why you may want to work with them. Be personal. Be detailed. You know, really reach out as a human-to-human relationship. Pretend there's no computer in the way. Don't reach out and just say, hi, comma, I'm getting married. How much are you? (laughs) Because there's nothing less inspiring than opening up your computer, reading that email, and feeling like, do I have to write back? Like, I don't. I don't really want to write back to this person. Like, is it spam? Is it real? Or really what you have to understand is like the tone of the emails that you send, especially in the beginning, are what the vendor is going to assume the whole process of working with you will be like. So if you're short or you're sassy or you're rude or you're vague or you're right to the point, then they're going to assume that the rest of that relationship will be that exact same way. And if you put yourself in their shoes... Would you want to work with someone who sends an email in that manner? Probably not, right? In any field, no matter what it is. So take some time. Write a thoughtful email. I understand the frustrations. Not all the pricing is out there. It's hard to know what things really cost or how they really work if you've never done this before. But there's absolutely nothing wrong with writing something like that. Hi, getting married. It's my first time. I love your work. Would love to learn more about your pricing. Couldn't find it online. But I do love what you do and want to know if we're able to work together. Simple, short, sweet, complimentary, uplifting, 
all of these things are like so simple and so easy, and it doesn't take that much more time to write a personal email. If the couple is writing an email to a vendor and the vendor's business name is their first and last name, then write to that person. Or take a little time, go on their Instagram, go on their website, read their about section, see if their philosophies align with yours, if their style aligns with yours. And if they do, then say so. Bring that up. Put you know the date of your wedding if you have it the venues that you're looking at, the pieces of their work that are inspiring to you or that you're drawn towards and why. Really, from the beginning, set the tone and begin to create a relationship that can then blossom into a really wonderful product and a great event and a great uh, relationship and a great positive outcome is bound to happen when you start in a positive way uh, rather than keeping it short and curt and to the point. So anyhow, I just wanted to share this because, you know, a lot of vendors talk about it all the time, and a lot of times people sometimes forget we're human too, and yeah, we have businesses and we run businesses and we work really hard, but we have feelings and we're people and we like to be considered and we like to work with people who are thoughtful and who really genuinely want to work with us. So keep that in mind when writing not just your first email, but all of your emails. Weddings-ish! The Real Housewives Roundup. This episode, we're going to talk about Beverly Hills and the reunion part one and two and the most recent episodes of New York City. For the reunion, I'm literally over the reunion. I'm over this whole season because the only thing anyone wants to talk about, whether they're in Beverly Hills, they're in Asia, they're in Greece or they're sitting on the couches of the reunion, is that one time Erica didn't wear underwear. I mean, come the fuck on. We have all been in a place where we haven't worn underwear. Who cares? Get over it. Dorit's husband, PK, is a creep. I mean, he said that he looked at it, he said that he saw it, and then he said some really off-color remarks about her as a person and her marriage having challenges and struggles. Really just inappropriate. He doesn't know her. It's his first time being on this show. He's a married man. How would he feel if another person spoke about his wife that way? And the fact that he says he does not owe Tom an apology, Erica's husband, shows that he is just a stubborn, chauvinistic asshole who has no respect for women other than his own wife. But what respect does he have for her? He just buys her nice things, so she loves him. I don't know. The whole thing is really awful, and I'm really over it, and I just want it to be done. I wish that there was something else that could have happened this season that was more interesting than Pantygate, because literally, I feel like all I'm talking about and all anyone is talking about is that one moment when they were drinking and Erica didn't have underwear on, and he got a good peek and wouldn't stop talking about it. And then his wife wouldn't stop talking about it. And everyone everywhere wouldn't stop talking about it. I will say, though, I do love Eileen. She's so classy and sweet and really doesn't cause anyone any drama. She's the best. Whereas some of these other women, I mean, Kyle and uh, her girl Lisa got in a little snidbit on air where it was really like Lisa was trying to put words in Kyle's mouth and Lisa was trying to interject into a situation that wasn't about her. I mean, the season really didn't have much for her to shine. So she's got to put her opinion in where and when she can to stay relevant so she can keep promoting her restaurants and her other show. And good for her. I totally get it. But there just wasn't anything interesting going on with her other than the Yulin Dog Festival, which, of course, I'm supportive of her, you know, her crusade to save animals and her mission to help save these dogs. But otherwise, she didn't really have much to offer this season. And I'm so happy that Kim is doing well and is a grandma, and it seems like she's on a really, really great path. And yeah, so what? Her and the other sober girl didn't get along. No big deal. She loves to hug everyone awkwardly, which is strange. And that footage really was kind of amazing that she holds that hug for such a long time, like way longer than necessary. And it was super awkward. But anyways, hopefully next season will be better. We do have one more episode left. I hope they talk about anything other than Erica and anything other than Kim and give us some fun things to end the reunion with. 
New York City, on the other end, is just starting to heat up. And of course, Sonia's living with Tinsley Mortimer, her roommate, so convenient. Last season, you know, she had a roommate, and this season, you know, she went from Luann to Tinsley Mortimer. And it just seems like that poor girl cannot get her life together. She seems really sweet. I have no judgment of her. I'm not really aware of her. I know her name, but I don't know her. I don't know of her. And I think she's just trying to get back to something and and figure out a life that's sort of happier and maybe better. And she's doing it through the housewives. And I feel bad because she introduced herself to Bethany and Bethany was a major bitch to her. But it seems like that's Bethany's MO this season. She doesn't have any time for anyone who's not adding value to her life and she's just not dealing with it. She's just no drama, right to the point, saying it like it is, and she's coming off really cold. And I don't think that it's really the way she means to be but she just seems to be that way, sort of very self-important. And she is a big deal and good for her for her successes, but they won't continue to come if you keep acting that way, would be my assumption. But what do I know? Luann's getting married. We're going to see that in the coming episodes. Not all the girls are invited because she doesn't want drama at her wedding, which I totally understand. Unlike the drama that began at the dinner in the Hamptons, they all made their way separately stayed in different homes. There's different factions happening. Not everyone is friendly with each other. Carol cannot stop talking about the election. It's so sad to watch how hopeful she was for Hillary and how much she stood up for her and to know where we are today based on when she was filming that and how Ramona, that poor girl, that hot mess, she can't make it about anyone other than herself. The election somehow comes back to her. Bethany getting puppies comes back to her. Everything is about her. But I guess that's why she's good TV, because she's unabashedly selfish, and it's all about her, her crazy, her life, and her in the moment. I just wish Sonia would move on from Luann and her man and the man they shared, and that she'd move on from that whole Dorinda thing. She didn't mean to exclude you from the Berkshires. It was best that you were not there, but now you're going to exclude her. It's this back and forth, all this girl drama, just kiss and make up, and let's have a fun season. I can't wait to see what happens next. Weddings-ish! I am super excited to be sitting across from the, I think, fashionable, <laughs> creative, beautiful, Go and on. very talented. Go on. Oh, you want me to continue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, fabulous. All right, all right. Sweet. Funny, sensitive. <laughs> I just slipped Jove a hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Can I stop that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're good. <laughs> um, founder of AP Bio, Doanne. How are you? I'm doing well. I have to be honest. I'm a little nervous. I get a little uh, stage fright, but that if you hear me uh, stumbling, that's why. Oh, you'll be wonderful. It's just <laughs> me and you. What do they say for people who get stage fright? Just imagine everyone naked. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you not to do that because. <laughs> I don't think I look that good naked yet, so don't 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 use that tactic. Instantly, I feel calmer. Okay, perfect. Um, so, first thing I want to talk about is your name. Mm-hmm. I have people ask me all the time how to say it. It's spelled mm-hmm. D O A N, mm-hmm. and I've heard people ask if your name was Don Doan. Like they want to pronounce it creatively, but it's I love it. I'll answer to anything, but it's Doan. Doan, and I say it's. Like Joanne, but with a D. Oh, yeah, that's and then, great. Yeah, and then one time I said that over the phone for someone faxing me, and then they came back, Joanne with a D at the end. <laughs> Joanne. Yes, yes. Okay, so maybe I'll start calling you that. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And what is the background of that name? It's Vietnamese. Vietnamese, and mm-hmm. you are Vietnamese. Yes, yes. Amazing. I was born in Vietnam. Um, I came to the States when I was eight. Okay. I was actually a boat person, a refugee. So I really? spent a year in refugee camps and then arrived in Minnesota in the middle of a blizzard. I'd never been in a car, never seen snow. Never been in a blizzard. Never, yeah, never seen snow. It was wow. just like, I'm on another planet. And, and you were. Yeah. From Vietnam <laughs> yes. to here when you were eight. Yes. And you were, I had no idea yeah. you were a refugee. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And so life for you has changed dramatically from... Vietnam till now. Mm-hmm. How did you end up here in New York City? Um, I went to New York to get my MFA. Okay. Yeah. Masters of Fine Arts. Yes. Yes. What did you uh, did you have a particular study? Oh my gosh! This is <laughs> <laughs> let it out. <laughs> oh God, Joe. Um, I studied acting. I didn't know that either. Yes. 
Okay. Yes. Did you do stage, film, musical? I did. I did a lot of um, everything. I did really funny things. And sometimes my clients like stumble across things that I've done. And it's just like, it's like this sordid, like, Secret a life, a past. And, oh my god, yeah. I'm googling no, no, no. the shit oh out god, of you it's tonight. It's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> it's not embarrassing. Yeah. It's your past. Oh my god. It's gosh. funny. I think a lot of wedding people have a background in theater. Mm-hmm. I also have a background in theater, mm-hmm. um, and many people do. Mm-hmm. So you got an MFA in it. Yeah. Did you get a bachelor's in theater as well? No, um, I studied English. Okay. Yeah. So English, like literature. Literature. Yeah. Okay, yep. I can see that. That feels right <laughs> for me. For you, acting. I had no idea. I know. I did know. you? What were your initial dreams? Like, where did you want that to go? Um, I think I was. I really romanticize life in a company. Like, okay. um, so Minnesota has um, a really great regional company, the Guthrie Theater. And uh-huh. at the time, I think they were the last sort of companies that existed. Mm-hmm. Um, acting companies that existed and I grew up experiencing like seeing Isabella Monk who is this you know amazing black actress Mm -hmm. like play a mother to you know Asian children um and and the idea of diversity on stage was something that was not foreign to me that was just something that I like you had seen it I had seen it and it felt so inclusive and it was it was you know it was amazing and inspiring so yeah, so I, I really admired all the performers there, and yeah. And you wanted to be on stage I or behind to, stage? I wanted to be with them. They were having oh so much gosh, fun. They were having amazing. so much fun, yeah. I feel like we need to get all the wedding people together who uh, studied theater and yeah. put on a production Oh, my God. <laughs> I wonder what it would be like, or if it's like too many egos. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll be backstage for that production. I'll help. I'll, I'll, no, help with I'll put you front and center. <laughs> So you came from Vietnam at a young age, Mm -hmm. moved to Minnesota, Mm -hmm. and then is schooling what brought you to New York City? Um, Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then how did you... I got into NYU and was like, okay, yay. For the MFA. Yes. And what a transformation. So Vietnam to like Midwest Mm -hmm. was one thing. And And then then Midwest. California for undergrad and then grad school. And then grad school Mm -hmm. here. And you've been here ever since? Uh, yeah, I did three years in L.A. doing really funny TV and then came back. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. Hold on. You can't just say that. What do you oh mean really God. funny TV? Like oh on, on camera? Yeah. Like Actress? I, what did like you do? I was a snake handler. I was like the animal <laughs> expert on CSI. You, um, no, yeah, you were yeah, not. Yeah. So anytime there what? was a murder involving an animal, you which were is the girl they call. shocking that there was more than one. Um, they, 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 yeah. I've like removed a horse's uterus and extracted diamonds. Like what? That's, I know. That's I know. amazing. Yeah. So what clicked in you to be like acting with animals? <laughs> To florals. I mean, that's like such a dramatic difference. Yeah. I, um, so, you know, some people, their careers are like a bullet train. Like sure. they're just, you know, focused and they build towards it and they know what they want. I'm like this, like your rail path that's mm-hmm. just all over. <laughs> I've had so many different um, paths. Um, but I guess the through line has always been this fascination, awareness, appreciation, and obsession with flowers and plants and mm-hmm. how on a personal level it is, um, it changes you. Yeah. Um, so in undergrad, I, you know, my campus, there were so many flowers, um, wildflowers, and it was really well landscaped. And Where I, was undergrad? Stanford. Okay. Yeah. And, no big deal. Um, <laughs> And um, so really beautiful. Yeah. Um, so I mean, they have I, acres and acres of Acres and too. acres and just amazing California poppies and mm-hmm. just also so many daffodils. They do an amazing landscaping job. And I would pick the flowers. <laughs> you know, picking poppies is illegal. I didn't pick poppies. I didn't pick poppies. No, this is no. not an incriminating <laughs> podcast, but I found I, it out the hard way for yeah, the record. Yes, I was told that too. I was, I was, I was like, had my hand slap. Like, ah! Um, but I would pick flowers and bring them back to my sad dorm and notice like, oh, that is an amazing difference in how I feel. Isn't it powerful Mm -hmm. what flowers can do? And you don't need a ton. You just need a touch. And it is this, I think it's this like reminder for you to either be in the moment, be sensual. Um, yeah, I think for me, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. It's to appreciate, to be sensual, um, 
and and to me that always feels like that makes a home like I've been to so many places and even before I have furniture I'll have a plant and if I can't yeah. afford you know like nice things I can afford a really sweet plant and that makes it like feel I'm home yeah, and yeah. we're in your brand new studio, and it's already covered with plants, <laughs> plants and boxes. Is yes, where we're yeah. At oh my today. gosh, it's a chaos. I told Joe we're gonna be recording gorilla style here. And I love it. I'm into that. <laughs> Whatever. And these beautiful windows, it's pouring rain, but like it's so pretty from the inside. Yeah. So back to that. So you started picking flowers, having them in your dorm room. Mm-hmm something that you always loved, mm-hmm. but many people, like I love, like a lot of people love yeah. flowers. Yeah. So then where did life take you from that um, tiny dorm room? Um, so then I went to NYU for um, grad school, went back to California, and in California I lived in this little guest house that had an amazing garden. Mm. Um, jasmine, irises. Oh, my favorite. Um, nasturtium of whole fields and um, just and, and um, camellia, and I started just picking flowers for, like, what, what a crazy treat to have fresh flowers in your yard mm-hmm. for your house. And so it grew and grew, this kind of, um, it was a part of how I lived. Um, and so, you know, many, many careers and different paths later, um, I was running a Quaker nonprofit. Um, okay. It's, uh, it's like a commune um, uh-huh. near Union Square, and I was working like 27, 24 7. And um, I know that I'm such a workaholic that the only way that I can force myself to not do um, one job is to get another job. Okay, to have so, two jobs. To have two jobs. To so, overwork yourself. Yes, yes. So okay. I was like, okay, they're not paying me to work this much. And I, so I um, got a job at a plant store in Brooklyn um, and started flowers there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like I got a job so that I could purely enjoy it. And so that's where it sort of started professionally. In um, the plant and flower store. Yes, yeah. And that was sort of your, like, you didn't go in, like, with the intention to start a company. No, I went in just being like, I really love this. I want to be able to enjoy it. Yeah. I don't need the money. You know, I just want to be able to, like, have this amazing space to kind of enjoy. What and be I, surrounded by I'm flowers. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, sounds terrible. It sounds terrible. <laughs> Um, it was a hard job, you know, yeah. and at first when um, we first started, it was really like amazing. I mean, um, and then, you know, retail as it got more successful mm-hmm. is really, really demanding and grueling. Yeah. And so, but, but um, still like how amazing that, you know, you're your gruel involves such beauty. Sure. It's sort of this, like, <laughs> catch-22. You're, like, working all the time, but you're surrounded by beauty, yeah. so it doesn't feel like work, yeah. or it's maybe, like, more calming work, yeah. even though it's yeah. pretty demanding. Yeah. So you were there for a long time. Yep, for a long time, and, um, yeah, and um, it took me a while to get a long time to get the courage to branch out on my own. It's a um, scary step. <laughs> and you were there. Step. You were there. Joe yeah. was there for the very first one. That's how we met. Yeah. Was on Christine and Ted's wedding. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was. I dove into the deep end, and, and it was it. great. It, it was, was so much beautiful. Fun. And she loves you. Still ah, loves you. Yeah. We just did a wedding together. She sent me her friend who got married yeah. on a couple weeks ago, yeah. and we were talking about you. Ah. And yeah. she's so thrilled to watch the growth of your company. Yeah. But she oh took a chance on you. She totally, totally did. And this is also, okay, so I want to talk about, like, I was going to talk about, you know, I have questions about, like, starting your own business and, yeah. and, and how do you, um, and for, for me, the process was, like, like, again, my process has been so nonlinear. Like, yeah. I just follow a hunch and an instinct and a curiosity. And, you go for it. and I go for it. You and didn't so have a business plan or I didn't a business have, coach. No. Yeah. Um, I actually got an internship at Charity Water. Okay. Um, and with their... While working at the plant While store. working so at the... So you never do just one thing. I never do thing. just one thing. No. <laughs> okay. I, I'm just like you. Just you. like you. Just, just like, like you. Guilty. Yeah. <laughs> I we can't are, do just we one. are doers of multiple things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I, I'm afraid to stand still or something. Okay. But um, so I got an internship with Charity Water doing their events um, thinking, well, maybe I want to do like more of the planning side. Sure. 
and um, brought flowers to the office and met Christine, and she totally took a chance on me. Yeah. Like, she didn't know, like, I, you know... She loved what you did. Yeah, yeah. She, I'll never forget, we were at a meeting, and of course, I'm the planner, designer, mm-hmm. and so I'm guiding through everything, mm-hmm. and she says... Well, there's this girl, Joanne, and she worked, you know, in a flower shop, and she's starting her own thing, and she's never done a wedding before, <laughs> but I think I want to use her. And yeah. I was like, all these things are red flags. Yeah, you're like, oh my god. <laughs> my instinct was like, no, no, <laughs> Let no, me no, protect no, no, you. No, no, no. Let me protect myself. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, I have 20 great florists that, will, yeah. that can bring our vision to life. Yeah. No, 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 no. But Christine is a smart girl. Yeah. She's so sweet. And I was like, if this is what you want to do... And you're feeling this way, then of course, let's do it. Yeah. But she did. She took a big chance. But with that big chance came a big reward. Uh, it was so. It was such a, an amazing opportunity to do big scale installation. Do things right that I had never. Gate. Right <laughs> out of the gate. It wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna have a starter wedding. No, no I'm gonna let's do this. It was let's like 200 do people installation in the ceiling. Yes, like yeah. Like installation everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And then that wedding was featured in Brides Magazine. Yeah. So it literally yes, was right out of the gate yeah. onto the pages yeah. of print yeah. and is sort of everywhere. I mean, I see that wedding all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen many other couples or florists sort of try to mimic what we've done there. Yeah. Um, but you, it was beautiful what oh, you did. thank you. And, and yeah, just thank, magical. Thank you for, you know, <laughs> for having the vision to get, to design that wedding and yeah, and in the end, trusting me as well. You killed <laughs> so, it, and I'm yeah. excited about our future projects. Yes, but oh this my gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we have a so, really good one. Oh my gosh, I am dying. <laughs> it's going to be so, so exci- good. Yeah. That will show you later down the road. It's yeah. a fall wedding that's yeah. going to be... Oh. I mean, this bride is creative and artistic and doesn't want a wedding-y wedding. It's my dream. It's yeah. my dream. She's so, yeah. letting us push. I mean, you're dipping flowers. You're like... It's going to be art. Flower as an art form. Love it. And Love I it. cannot wait to see yeah. what you do. Yeah. Um, but anyways, let's go back to that. So that was your first wedding. Mm-hmm. So then from there, how did the business evolve? Like, how did, how did that work for you? Um, so again, back to the, like, I think once you, once you commit to taking that big plunge, mm-hmm. the universe meets you. Interesting. Um, and, you know, for that has been my experience, and I'm mm-hmm. so overwhelmed with gratitude yeah. uh, and how it turned out. Because, again, I do things, you know, ask backwards. I, don't ha- I didn't have a plan. I, did, <laughs> yeah. I don't even have... You didn't my, have a website for uh, my, a long time. Yeah, my website is still not done. <laughs> no, like, no, I have no man. cards. I know, I know. Um, but but um, from that wedding, um, Gary from Real Food... They um, fell in love with they you. They fell in love and recommended me. And just like people To came, everyone, literally. Yes. Yeah. It was so, I mean, I owe so much to them, like I, practically my entire business. And, um, and it's a combination of, you know, the universe meeting me and me being ready and, mm-hmm. and prepared and, yeah. and hungry yeah. and willing to work hard and yeah. to give my all. So it isn't like, oh, I want to do this. Hey, it give it to me. I want it to happen. You yeah. have to like work, work 100, 110 hour you week. Work, bitch. You better work and you <laughs> yeah. have to be an amazing person on top yeah. of that. Not that I was, but I mean, sure. but, but people respond to like, People respond to your energy, mm-hmm. and if you don't have all that experience behind you to prove yourself, you can have, you know, that that whatever it is that, yeah. that in you that will draw people to you and 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 make them take that chance. And it's a big thing, and I think that definitely. I'm a firm believer of putting it out in the universe mm-hmm. and then working your ass off. Exactly. You can't exactly. put it out in the universe no. and then sit on the couch. Oh, no. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Lounge. Like you just, no. That's not how the world works. No, no. Um, so you put it out there, and now are you doing anything else with your time, or you're fully in, Is this the first time in your life you're just doing one thing? Um, I am, you know, so from this, like, I didn't know what... I. I couldn't anticipate the ways that I was going to grow sure. when I first started this. And something that is has become a deep passion of mine is photography. Okay. Um, and that was born out of necessity, but um, but it's something that is 
for me, you know, like when people talk about, you know, when you're in kind of the flow, like mm -hmm. when you're doing some kind of work that is really aligned with kind of what you're meant to do or, yeah. what, you know, like you're in this zone, you're, you, feel, you right. feel this flow. Mm -hmm. And I feel that way when I just am alone in the studio and tinkering with like some, I like, almost dead flowers that are the sad leftovers. <laughs> sure. But they're the most amazing, like, time, you know. Um, and I feel that. I feel lost in time. And it's When you're doing that. When I'm doing that. And it's not to say it's a peaceful process. It, it's, like, rife with, you know, with frustration. And, sure. But, but it's... Um, but I genuinely feel like I'm in the flow. So with that comes... Um, so other projects that are coming up are photography related. So okay. yeah, so um, and when you say that, do you mean on your iPhone or with a camera, digital or film, or what world? Um, both, both. Okay. I have not not film, um, but um, I have a couple of nice cameras. And okay. then for the most part, you know what you see on Instagram, I'm you know doing at, on my iPhone because. Yeah. It's hard to lug because around this. Yeah, and you can, yeah. 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 I want to talk about your Instagram. It is so beautiful. And the light and the tone and the temperature. And it's not, I mean, there are a million florists on Instagram, and they have so, like, every florist is the same product, right? Flowers, mm -hmm. vessels, natural light, mm -hmm. a beautiful backdrop. They can control those things. Mm -hmm. But your Instagram is sort of set apart because it's artistically curated like flower by flower, or three flowers, or mm -hmm. the one I posted for the podcast, a pomegranate split open conveniently right in front, <laughs> right? No relation to the, the two flowers in a blue vase. But Pretty like, stylized. Yeah, yeah. hyper stylized. <laughs> but where did that come from? How did that start? It's so beautiful. Um, where did that come from? How did that start? I think it is, um, it's a slow, it's a process of, learning to um, train my eye mm. um, and create, um, uh, finding my voice, I think, because there are so, so first, when, when you first start out, you know, you imitate people that you admire. Um, okay. And of course, you know, like Sarah from Saipua is the most like, she just does such stunning work. She does. Um, She's incredible. Incredible. And her photography, her writing, um, you know, uh, she is very authentic to her voice. And mm -hmm. so, you know, you, and, and you're just so seduced by the imagery of, um, of her flowers and her photography. So it's like, oh, I, I you know, I want to learn what that is. So, um, and, and also I needed to have photos for my website. So I just, taught, uh -huh. I just taught myself. I got a really nice camera. I took one class um, on how to use a manual camera. Okay, and so you took a class on photography, but not on business. I no, love you. No, no, no. Oh, my gosh. I love and it. This is, this is my, like, maybe next year. I'll, sure. I'll finally get well, it together. if you need it, you'll figure it out. <laughs> yes. So um, if you have recommendations, I'd love to hear I it. I don't. Uh, I didn't take a class. Oh, my gosh. No, you just figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I just... Yeah, taught myself, and okay. um, and I think you know I'm influenced by everything. I, I, I just take in, I absorb imagery from paintings to magazines mm -hmm. to Instagram, and it all sort of informs. Um, it, it's all in there in this big, you know, yeah. visual soup. Um, but but I, you know, I want to talk about. Instagram, when I first started, um, I felt really self-conscious. It felt like... Interesting. Yeah, about what you were putting out in the About what universe. I was putting out there. And I was like, and, and you know, like, oh, I'm bragging. Like, it's this self-promotion that feels... kind of. Yeah. That look feels, at my life. Yeah. Look at mm -hmm. this flower. Mm -hmm. And it felt um, like, oh, you know, I'm just part of the, like propaganda like you know sure um, of a perfect life or a perfectly curated life um or just like oh i'm self-promoting like mm -hmm. this idea of like this is for self-promotion um and then i started to think about it differently um i thought this is i, I thought of it as an exercise as a purely technical exercise to learn oh so it really took 
my personal ego, fear, or whatever away from it, and it became a challenge. It's just a sort of like a creative practice for me every day to say, okay, I want to see light in a different way. I want to see form in a different way. I want to、mm-hmm. see color in a different way. So every day I was like, okay, if I have 15 minutes free, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm, and and it's, I held myself accountable. You know, I wanted to post so that I could have a product. So every day was your goal, was something. But yes. Okay. I, but it doesn't, you know, you don't have time yeah, every day. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, it, you know, I treated it as an artistic practice and exercise.、Mm. And so. Then I learned a lot because every day I was like, oh, what's new? What am I,、mm-hmm. how can I see this differently? Interesting.、Um, and, and I credit kind of that practice. Sure. For, to getting you to that point. To having kind of trying to find a distinct voice,、yeah. which I'm still trying to figure out. I mean, out. that's a lifelong journey, I think.、Yeah. And voices change and we change. But it's so. And I think Design Sponge is obsessed with you, or who、oh, is it? So、nice. that yeah, Grace, re, Grace regrams has, you all、um, the time. Oh my gosh, I'm so grateful, so grateful to her、um, because I still don't, you know, I don't have that much exposure yet. And whenever she, she chooses an image, it's like,、ah, yeah. <laughs> like winning the lottery. Yeah, yeah. it is. I mean,、yeah. but they're so beautiful that total strangers recognize that and want to share that with other people. And I think <laughs> it goes back to like the beginning of our conversation about how. Nature and flowers and plants can change a person's feeling or energy.、Mm-hmm. And I think, and this is just me, right? We live in such a busy world、yeah. of work. And if you're in a big city, you're not, we're not surrounded by nature or pretty things. And in the middle of winter,、mm-hmm. certainly not.、Mm-hmm. But you can log on to Instagram、mm-hmm. and feel connected in a way that's not the same,、mm-hmm. but I think helps in some ways. Like, You know, like clicking, double tapping a beautiful image of florals. Like,、mm-hmm. I don't know, you feel better about, I don't、yeah. know, it's like a weird psychological thing. Yeah, yeah.、Um, For me, it's just, it's, it's、um, again, I absorb images. So、yeah. it's seeing all this different kind of visual、sure. inspiration and stimulation feels good to me. Yeah. And how long does it take you? You said 15 minutes, but is that true? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, my gosh, no. Sometimes it is, and sometimes it takes. Like, I'll spend the whole、you. day. I'll spend、yeah. the whole day working on something.、Feeling. Yeah, yeah. And it's great. It's the、yeah. best way to spend a day.、Um, yeah. yeah. That's why you don't get my emails returned. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs>、um, but I think it's part of your creative process. And if、yeah. it's what you need to sort of feel zen or put together, then keep on keeping on. Yeah.、Um, and so, in terms of your overall design aesthetic,、mm-hmm. is there a certain way you describe the work that you do for weddings and events? Or is it different case by case? Or? I feel like I'm, I'm, I, ca- I like to cater. I really like to understand、mm-hmm. what、um, each client is really attracted to and what, what, you know, what each client. They're, they're, I try to realize their vision and make it a little better. Okay. Nice. I think <laughs> that, that's great because、yeah. they don't really know, right?、Yeah. They're not some, a florist. Yeah. Some, some clients really know and some clients are a little more open. And,、mm-hmm. um, I think it's really fun to bounce around different ideas. I think, you know, the general、um, trend is a very organic, natural look.、Yep. And then sometimes I get, you know, TV orders for movies. Like recently I did、um, Julianne Moore movie that was set in South America in the 90s. Wow.、Um, so, so super ugly. Super、yeah. ugly. It was like for,、uh, flore- forensic. Floral design.、Wow. Like just re- recreating it. It was a character.、Sure. Um, and so that's really fun. I love it. Yeah. Because you know, it like, takes you somewhere else. Yeah. So, it's so specific. Yeah. Like you have this, all this beautiful product and this、mm-hmm. great medium. And I love to stretch and just play with different things. And,、um, and then, you know, a, a beautiful organic wedding is so rewarding because you're、mm-hmm. surrounded by such. Quantity of exquisiteness that、yeah. you don't get in everyday life.、Sure. So that's exciting too. It's all, it's all great. Yeah. Yeah. And what is your dream client? Like, is there, what is the best way for someone to approach you with a fully flushed out vision, with some ideas, with no ideas?、Um, I like an in between.、Okay. I like someone, if someone has no ideas, it makes me feel a little scared. It it's, makes, hard. it's hard. It's hard because I need direction. Like, I need some kind of scaffolding so、mm-hmm. that it can free me in a way. Sure.、Um, so, I,、uh, I like some, someone in between, and then, you know, I'm sure every 
you know, Flora says this, um, just trust, just yeah. have trust in, in your vendors. And they, if, if you don't micromanage your vendors, they'll give you something better than you expected. The best product The best possible. product, yes, yes. I love hearing that from other people. I say it all the time. Yes. Like, you're hiring this person for a reason. Yes, Give yeah. them the structure. Yeah. And then also say, give them the wings to fly. Yeah, exactly, Don't exactly. cut their wings yeah. every step of the way. Yeah. Because you won't be Yes, as because thrilled. then I just work out of, like, negatives. I, like, don't do this, don't do this, or do it this way, versus oh, having, like, a, a freedom of just saying, like, oh, this is what I'm going towards. Oh. Then I, like, in my mind, I mean, not everyone works this way, but sure. when I hear a lot of constraints, then... You work out of negatives. I was like, okay, don't, she doesn't like this, this isn't, like, uh -huh. right, and then it it becomes like not as as um, amazing of a process and end and result as it could be. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. And I've never thought about it like that, think working out of negatives, but that's really what it is. Yeah. And they're not putting that on you, but No, that no, makes it's sense. me. It's just me. For yeah. sure. But yeah. that makes sense that you're either working that way or I know they love this. Yeah. So I can go this way and yeah. elevate it and they'll yeah. love it. Yeah. Instead of restricting, you can elevate. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Do you love hate or indifferent to Pinterest? Um, I, you know, I, I, it's really helpful because it helps me understand a client's aesthetic. Okay. When someone's approaching me with like, you know, certain images, I know, okay, this is their world. This is what's sexy to them. Sure. Um, and some, some of it is like, Ooh, Oh, you know, yeah. and sometimes <laughs> it's like, yes, yeah. Okay. I know. Yeah. But without that common visual vocabulary, it's, it's harder to understand, like, you know, when someone says they love modern, it could mean a hundred things. Literally, a yeah. thousand different yeah. things. Yeah, so what is your version, version of modern? Yep. And we can talk about it there, like, okay, so you like sculptural, minimal, like monochromatic, mm -hmm. great, we can do these shapes. You know, it helps, it helps start the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, beautiful. And then, but also, you know, Pinterest is fantasy. That's true. <laughs> It's total fantasy. It's yeah. like, I could do that for, like, a lot more money. Sure. It's not always, you know, like, yeah. and also these things are super curated and styled and, you know, but... Not always real life. Not always real life. Yeah. Uh, that flower, great. That lasts for five minutes in that bouquet. It's yeah. actually dead right after the photos taken. Yeah, so it's yes. not actually possible. It's not possible. I can't put a ripe strawberry in your bouquet. <laughs> oh, interesting. I have never thought about it that way either because, yes, yeah, style shoots are not, they're fantasy. Fantasy. And, and you don't have a bouquet fun. for eight hours, you have it for one hour. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. And you're in a venue, you have to think about load in time, load out time when mm -hmm. guests arrive, but mm -hmm. for a style shoot, you don't. Yeah, yeah. So you can be a little bit more wild or creative. Yeah, yeah. Huh. And in reality, not possible, some of those things. Some of those things are not possible. I mean, it, Anything's possible for the right price. Sure. But, but you know, sure. but sometimes it's just like, I know that a product dies really fast. Yeah, you're familiar with uh, it. It's just uh, great for a photo shoot. I'll do that because it looks amazing. Yeah. But I can't, I can't give you that for an actual event. Sure, because your reputation's on the line <laughs> and you don't want to be known <laughs> that as the flower queen. <laughs> that strawberry's going to get on your dress. <laughs> yeah. Or bugs or all yeah. the other things that happen yeah. with live fruit. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of really great questions from Instagram, mm -hmm. so I wanted to go over those now. Someone said, as a creative, uh, do you ever suffer from doubt or depression or do the flowers help with that? Um... Doubt, depression, I think everyone goes through. Mm -hmm. Especially <laughs> if, as a creative, I Yeah, think. if you don't, please tell me your secret. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. You can email me. Yeah, yeah. Podcast at joeofmyrevents.com. Yes. Um, I, um, like I said before, um, I feel this mixture of just being completely absorbed when mm -hmm. I do flowers and also anxiety. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense at all. Um it comes and goes, and um, what I found is helpful is when I have freelancers in, they get me out of my head. Mm. And You're not alone with yourself. I'm not alone with myself. It's a scary place to be. It can be, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that really helps in terms of, like, the production of a wedding. Uh -huh. I'm so happy. I, like, I love having people around, and I found a good team that is, like, just a, amazing energy. Yeah. Um, and then when I'm by myself, it's, it's a good struggle. It's a good anxiety because it's about learning. It's about mm. 
challenging and stretching myself. Mm-hmm. Um, if I don't like what I'm doing, then I frame it in a way of how can I learn what's wrong and wh- how can I make it better? Yeah, that's a great answer. I think definitely a big challenge with being a smaller business mm-hmm. is that it's the loneliness or like working yeah. alone. Do you feel lonely? Do you get lonely? Uh, sometimes. Why do you think I have all these other events? I plan? <laughs> like the planners, dining club, or these podcasts. Like yeah. You, it's like you alone with a computer most of the day. Yeah. You sort of lose that camaraderie and I think can get lost in your brain for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, so I think it's great to be social or to have freelancers around as yeah. a way to like also realize it is a community. We just have to sort of get together. It's actually a really beautiful community. Mm-hmm. It, um, that, that was also something really surprising to me when I started my own business. And Were you afraid that it, they, people would be like upset or would be... Just, um, I don't know if, not upset, but the how helpful people are with mm-hmm. their knowledge and experience yeah. um, and to sort of show the way or explain things yeah. or um, it's a really, it's a, it's a really helpful community I found for yeah. myself. So I'm, I'm really grateful for that. Like, you know, Sierra from Poppies and Posies, I learned so much from her. Yeah. Um, and, and when I freelance, um, working with other um, freelancers, it's, it's a great resource. Everybody has something to teach me and mm-hmm. something to, um, and, and references and resources to yeah. give. I don't think people are really stingy about that. About that, which and is it's not beautiful. This, yeah, it's not this like weird competitiveness. I think there's room for everyone to, I agree. to do their thing. I mean, there's tons of events, there's mm-hmm. tons of markets, and there's tons of taste levels. Mm-hmm. So exactly. in that way, like there is enough for everyone. Yeah. I think if you're doing something really well or strongly or authentic to yourself, that's yeah. also part of it. I think, I think authenticity is a huge part of it, mm-hmm. yeah. So next question is, favorite flower per season? Um, I, uh, so many favorite flowers. I, I think everything, every flower can serve um, a purpose. It's like this choir, like sometimes, you know, one will rise and have a solo and then recede and another will step forward. It's, it's all comes together. And so you, what way. you're saying is you can't pick one. I can't pick one. <laughs> I can't pick one. Yeah. That's totally fine. <laughs> um, somebody asked about your pre-floral life and how that translated into your now floral life. Mm-hmm. A lot of, um, yeah. And I guess, yeah, working from a background of being an actor... How is that shaped or not shaped, sort of where you're at today? I don't think it's. Um, I don't think it's very related. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't see myself really using. I, I what I miss actually is, I feel like what I do is so nonverbal, mm-hmm. um, and the interaction I have with clients and writing is it's a very, digital. Digital yeah. and very limited, and and it's not. It's not using like ninety five percent of my brain. Uh-huh. Um, in a verbal way yeah. or, or expressing, you know, so it's not, it's not like necessarily storytelling or, you know, it's this nonverbal art. It's like math to me. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm plugging away at this, whether it's photography or, um, doing production, doing floral, or proposals. Yeah. Or proposal, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what I miss. I miss somehow. And, and, Later on, I'll have to find a way to kind of bring that back in, is having um, the heart. Mm. Okay, that <laughs> yeah. makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, somebody wants to know about your Instagram. What comes first, the flower or the setting? Mm-hmm. Your pictures always strike a mood for me when I see them, when I see them while showcasing amazing flowers. Um, the, the flowers come first because okay. it's just what I have on hand around, around. Okay. N- n- most of the time it's flowers that are, that are left over from events. Um, and they're at the stage where they're at their peak, they're blossomed and open and I might have rescued them from after the event. And, um, and then, you know, I have limited time. So whatever's on my table, I'll kind of put together and <laughs> then it'll look awful on the first take. And then I'll have to like re you know, move everything and sure. change, you know, so it's this like process of, of composition. Okay. Yeah. So it takes a little, a little work and a oh, little yeah. bit of time. Yeah. Never perfect on the first time ever. Uh, rarely, rarely. And then, you know, I'll overwork and I'll go back and I'll be like, Oh, that one, that first one actually was 
the best. Okay. Yeah. Someone asked um, where your flowers come from. Can you talk about sources? They seem so global. Mm-hmm. Suppliers and their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, this person's not in New York City, but just I guess in general, maybe yeah. flower market and those relationships. Yeah, I, um, you know, I get flowers from the New York wholesale market on 28th. Um, I go to every store and sort of, I like, I like the visual of it. I like seeing mm-hmm. the product in person. In person, yeah. Um, and creating a palette because sometimes there's this this magical element that ties everything together that brings that adds that extra thing um that comes in um uh so um yeah my vendors uh, dutch associated mats g page literally um, everyone. everyone 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 but so yeah. um i think that uh the per- the person who asked that question is from toronto um and you can get flowers delivered um, if you go on the Dutch website. I don't know if you need to have um, a wholesale, uh, like account. A, 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 an account with them. But you, if you, you know, if you have um, an account, then you can get it shipped directly to your doorstep mm-hmm. online from Dutch. Got it. Yeah, and Mayash on the um, West Coast also delivers. So you door. just won't know the exactness. You might not know. You're but. relying on, on, you know, photos. So it might sure. be a slightly darker shade of salmon. It might be, you know, you won't. Mm-hmm. But you can get, you know, a lot of good product. A lot of good. And actually for cheaper. Really? Yeah. Because there's no middleman yep. showcasing. Yeah, directly online. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. it just comes cheaper. Mm-hmm. That's a great thing to know. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to end on one last question. Yeah. It's kind of a deep question. Oh, my God. Um, what is the vision for the future of your business? Oh. And your life. Oh my goodness! Like powerful happiness, peace, <laughs> transcendence. Yes, yes. yes. us having champagne above. together a lot more. <laughs> um, okay, that's a great answer. Yeah, <laughs> I think that happiness is everyone's goal. It yeah. should be everyone's goal for the yeah. future. This yeah. has been absolutely so lovely. Oh my gosh, thank you. I felt like I rambled. No, that's yeah. the goal. It's an organic <laughs> conversation to get to know you, and I feel like we did just that. Thank you so much, Joe. Weddings-ish. Thank you so much for tuning in, subscribing, listening, and downloading Weddings-ish with Jove. It means the world to me to have you uh, listening and supporting this podcast. If you have any questions about wedding planning or any topics you'd like us to cover or anything uh, you'd like to hear about, please send us an email, podcast at jovemeyerevents.com or tweet us at jovemeyer. Feel free to follow us on Instagram at jovemeyer and leave us a rating and review on iTunes. We would really, really appreciate it if you would take a moment and leave us a great five-star review on iTunes. Thanks so much. Weddings-ish. The music in this podcast was made by the fabulous Mel Flannery of Mixtape, a cover band for hipsters. Thanks, Mel. Love the jingle. Weddings. Weddings.